0: Try to solve your long-running relationship issues in <laughs> <business> 10 minutes <laughs> or less. What are you laughing at? What are you not, laughing at?
1: Any, I, you used to leave me a little window there. Now it's slammed shut on my fingers. Why?
0: You lost your window privileges. I trusted you. <laughs> I tried 70 episodes in a row, and you just couldn't do it. Wow, I was all prepared today, and it just you blew right through me. Oh yeah, I got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> Maybe next right. week you'll appreciate the gap when I give you one. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that was so harshly paternal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of our highly functional relationship, we're actually here to solve other people's relationship issues. And this week, appropriately, I have a question for you because it seems like oh. everything I ask you is phrased negatively. I don't know why that is. You know what? What are couples doing wrong? How are they fighting wrong? This and that. Sure, sure, sure. But what are some things? Give me, give me three things that you recommend to couples that they can do better to improve their relationships there you go a nice softball question phrased positively that no way can you be offended with take it away all
1: right i got two jump out off the top of my head and i'll probably think of a third one but i'll tell you two things that i tell everybody just about everybody that by the time a couple gets to me, and not just writing into a show like this, but they're going to spend the money and make the commitment time wise and geography wise, they got to get to my office. Like by that time, they're usually drifting out on a sea of resentment, and it's difficult. Oh, you know what? I just thought of the third thing. Ooh. Okay. And it's difficult to get yourself back from that. But here are three things. Ah, nice. You jarred my memory.
0: I just had to write down the third one so I don't you forget. thought of me, you thought of resentment, and you were there. <laughs> I, I
1: thought, what would I need to do to actually get along with Breakwell? And the answer is change Breakwell. Oh. <laughs> but Mm -hmm. that's the first point that actually segues me nicely into what I was about to say, which is most of the time couples get to that point of resentment because they blame their partner for all of the ills in the relationship. And if you ask them, well, how come you're sitting here? Well, it's because we don't communicate. That's the most common thing. And then when you dig a little bit, well, it's because my spouse does this or they do that or I can't do this around them or I think this. But the first order of business is just stop blaming the other person. And this works in every walk of life, really. But figure out what part of this is yours. And sometimes people can't because they're too close to it or just too egocentric. And they think that this is being hoisted upon me by my partner. But uh, just take responsibility for what's yours. And then always ask yourself the question, what can I do to make this better? Because when a couple gets crossways, it's almost like two prize fighters that are sort of just circling with their hands up. Or I mean, like their fists in front of their face. Like they're just kind of feeling the other one out. Neither one wants to make a move necessarily and because nobody wants to be left dangling out there. It's like saying I love you and not having it returned. Like you just feel like an idiot. So couples get into where they just expect the other person to make the first move. And my point is you make the first move. And you decide what you can do to make it better. And stop blaming your partner for all that's going wrong. This is a two-person dance you're in. So responsibility with action. And then the second one is that action can be start to do something nice for your partner. And uh, there's gimmicky things you can do, like uh, have your partner write out a bunch of uh, I wish he would do this or I wish she would do this on pieces of paper. Dump them into a fishbowl and pick one out each day at random. Don't tell your partner you're going to do it, but do it. And uh, you don't have to get gimmicky like that. Like, if you've been together for a while, you kind of know what each other likes. And when you're dating, you do the things your partner likes. And then after a while, that kind of gets replaced with all of the pragmatics of life. Who's got to get the kids where? And we've got to get the mortgage paid. And someone's got to call a plumber. And our minivan died. We've got to get a mechanic on the phone. I don't know if my co-worker left work yet or not. Like, there's a lot of moving parts that get in the way of that. And couples can forget all the things that they used to do and have done for them that made them fall in love with the first pla- in the first place. So rekindle some of those nice little tchotchkes along the way. And it it, it shouldn't feel forced. Like, if you're going to do a favor for someone, and I know I've said this on the show, do it graciously. Don't punish the person because you chose to do them a favor. If uh, you do something nice for your wife, don't, uh, like, throw it at her and go, well, here, I hope you like it. Like uh, <laughs> That just takes all the fun out of doing something nice. So be gracious with it. And then the last thing that made me think about that sea of resentment is couples get to a point where all they can do is focus on everything the other person does that they hate. And there's no way you can bring that thing back if all you focus on are the negatives. Like uh, find something positive and almost shoehorn those thoughts in to break the chain of everything negative that's flying through your head. And uh, you may even know a couple. By the time couples get your age, they've probably been together a while and have built up a few resentments. And you can get a couple right on the brink of divorce where if you ask one of them what time it is, somehow their answer will be framed in something Their partner does that they hate, and it's like every conversation filters down to, "Well, this uh, I just can't stand when they do this," and that's that. You have to um, you have to consciously change those thoughts. The the way you get back in good with your partner is you interrupt that cycle. And you've argued with Lola in the past, probably to no avail. No, never. Uh, Obviously, uh, you're the perfect husband, and she's wrong, but. If you're mad at her, you could stay mad forever if you just kept chewing on everything she did that you hate. You interrupt that at some point, and you get back in good graces. Like, you, you just can't live on that sea of resentment. And tinkering with thought patterns helps individuals a lot stay out of the deep end of the pool with some depressive or anxious symptoms. But on a couple level, starting to frame your partner in a positive again can start to interrupt that chain, that loop. And so those are the three things that I
0: have jump out at me. I uh, I like your fishbowl idea of writing ideas in there and pulling it out, and the other person has to do it. Because I was just thinking, what would I write in that card <laughs> and put well, it over you, the book?
1: The guys have a theme <laughs> for some of the things that are in that fishbowl. And they are generally a no-fly zone for the wife. But anyway. I, I, was what, a, I, a, I wasn't going con- that
0: way. I was thinking pig number three. I'm trying to be innocent over here, Steve. I was pig going, number- maybe <laughs> another giant bear for the corner. I mean, that was going to be amazing. And you had to take it and make it dirty. <laughs> oh. Man, what kind of a psychologist <laughs> yeah, are you? you know what?
1: I'm thinking wives would rather do something dirty frankly not
0: to put it that way third pig I don't think so where are the divorce papers yeah i would you know I, the 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 framing everything negatively that it kind of struck me cuz there are a few couples I know who are like that. You interact with some people and everything's normal, and other people, you know, they they always find some way to ding it, you know, bring it up. My my, yeah. my spouse yeah. does this, my husband did this, my thing. and maybe I just you know I hadn't been around enough couples so I've been married long enough. You start to notice the people who do that. And I sometimes nice wonder myself. It's like five years from now, ten years from now, are they still going to be married? I don't know. But are they? Uh, is there a time frame for that? People talk about the seven year itch. Like there's a uh, there's a point where you get fed up. Is there is there any science behind that, or does the point of you get annoyed by every single thing the other person does, is that is that have a time frame or can it happen anytime? I mean, I'm sure with your wife, it happened immediately for her to you, but you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she sobered up after the honeymoon, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know that it's seven years per se, as much as, uh, if you get married when you're 43, I don't know that you have the same seven year itch as if you get married when you're 25. Because when you're 25, seven years from there is like high tide for stress. Neither one of you is making a ton of money yet. You you probably just brand new homeowners and that's stressful. You may have your first kid, maybe a second kid coming. And there is so much stress on young people who aren't really mature enough, especially for the males. Young males, for them to be mature enough to control their emotions and have a conversation, that takes a little bit of maturity and a little bit of practice. And when young couples get put under pressure i'm not saying women are a heck of a lot better but they tend to be a little bit advanced but still not real good at it that couples don't know how to manage those conflicts when they're young and under an enormous amount of stress
0: you have such a broad definition of young like 25 they're just children 32 they're just like what is adulthood for you when does adulthood start
1: well let's see how old am i because it was about a year ago I cannot imagine the cement being hard between a male's ears when he is 25 years old. You are an anomaly, and you're sort of applying your template to the rest of the world, and I'm telling you, Well, it doesn't work
0: that I way. Was, I was old and bitter when I was nine, all right? I just got there <laughs> <more> early. <laughs>
1: complaining about your bursitis oh yeah yelling you know, at my, neighborhood my kids back yeah who are in your
0: class yeah. <laughs> getting them off my lawn well there you oh man we were so positive today we had positive upbeat tips for people we were positive and nice to each other and i'm i'm only lying a little what? bit i don't know man i'm just trying to segue out of here so we can get this done with we did give. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we did okay. give some positive tips today that's good maybe we saved a marriage or two that happens every once in a while well if you have a marriage question you'd like what, you... what was that doubt in your voice for come on if you look <laughs> You, no, not, no, it's
1: just, I was just yeah. thinking of something else. Not, not yeah.
0: you as in Steve, but you as in our one or two listeners. If you have a question you'd like to ask us, it doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be between platonic friends, parent, pet, whatever you have, just any kind of relationship issue. Send it in to jamesbrakewell at explodingunicorn.com. That's explodingunicorn with the E. And we'll do our best to answer your question in 10 minutes or less. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. And that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.